Amen. Thank you for that. Let's take our Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, please. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. It reads, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And, ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let's bow for prayer. O God, we bless you and we praise you And we are grateful for, in Jesus Christ, we can be strong. And Lord God, I pray that you would equip us this morning to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. I pray that you'd meet each one at that point of spiritual need. And I pray, O Holy Spirit, that you would take your eternal word and And apply it personally to each one of us. In the name of Jesus Christ we ask and pray. Amen. Parents, parents parents-to-be, our children need to be trained in the way they should go. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. God mandates we train them in that way. What is the way? It's within the boundaries of the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the living Word. He is the way, the truth and the life. And it's our mandate from Almighty God to train our children in the way they should go. And that's clearly spelled out within the Word of God. And we see that within that, this passage of Scripture. Now, the foundation upon which we train up our children in the way they should go is... Spelled out there in verses 1 and 2, this is the foundation that our children need to obey and honour. Obey and honour their parents. And the byproduct of obeying and honouring is longevity and well being. So the foundation upon which we train up our children the way they are to go 
is that we must train our children to obey and honour their parents. Training involves instructing. Instructing. To effectively train, we need to instruct. For example, we need to train parents and parents-to-be. We need to train our children to obey and honour parents. The how-to is the instruction element. We are to train, to obey, to honour. The how-to is the instructing element. So in instructing our children to obey, we teach them, we instruct them, for example, that they need to obey immediately. We instruct them, immediate response. We're training them, we are instructing them. Immediate response, we instruct them concerning the importance of complete obedience. Not partial obedience, delayed obedience. Complete, immediate response, obedience. And in instructing our children to, to obey, we also instruct them that you will obey joyfully, willingly, with a right spirit. The element of honour, how do you instruct a child to honour parents? You can instruct a child to honour parents by instructing them to acknowledge the presence, your presence, by listening, not daydreaming, listening, eye contact, we were big on eye contact in raising our children, children need to look adults in the eyes, so we are to train. In training, we must instruct. We must break it down. And it's no coincidence that here, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, the Bible teaches us that we are to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, but the foundation upon which that is carried out is we teach our children to obey and we teach our children to honour. That's foundational. That's why to obey and honour parents is a part of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are the basis of God's demands. What God requires of you and I before our God and what we sh are responsible to carry out with one another and there wedged in within the Ten Commandments is that children are to obey and honour their parents. It's foundational. It's foundational. Now, if they are a little bit slow in the obeying 
and honouring, then we need to instil wisdom. We instill wisdom. Now, what does the Bible teach? How do we instill wisdom into our children? We'll go to Proverbs chapter 29, just in case you're a little bit hazy upstairs. So, if I'm to instruct my children, if I'm to train my children, Training involves instruction. The foundation is I must teach my children, train my children, instruct my children to obey and honour. In Proverbs 29.15, the Bible reads, Proverbs 29.15, The rod and reproof give what? Wisdom. There it is. That's how you instill wisdom. If your child is a little bit slow to obey, they need a dose of wisdom. How do we inject wisdom? The rod and reproof. No rod and reproof. There is only a window of opportunity, parent, that you have in using the wisdom of the rod. But the reproof element is constant. And I charge you, parents of young children, don't lose the opportunity to instill wisdom via the rod. Age appropriate, spirit filled wisdom. Because there will come a point that you can no longer instill wisdom by the rod, then you only have reproof. And in fact, if you do your job correctly, there will come to a point you won't need the rod. It's only reproof. And the verse teaches us, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but note the second part of the verse it reads, but a child, what? Left to himself. Allowed to just do their own thing, will ultimately bring his mother to what? Shame. Shame. So the Bible teaches us that training encompasses instruction. Now if you go back to Ephesians chapter 6 please, Ephesians chapter 6, in verse number 4, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So in our text here, fathers are commanded to take the lead in instructing their children. A warning is given here in verse 4. Don't build resentment or anger in the heart of your child. Be careful, fathers, of building resentment and anger in the heart of your child. But you are to bring them up in the nurture and admonition. Nurture means to feed. It means to instruct. It means to tutor. Instruct them, feed them, 
provide tutoring for them in the nurture and admonition. That word means to warn, it means to discipline, it means to confront with truth, to put in one's mind, warning, warning ahead. It's from this word we get the word uh, northetic, northetic counselling, which is the biblical approach to counselling others where you confront people with truth. You place truth before them. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that which is of God, spelled out in the pages of the Word of God. So we need to take time and make the effort to instruct our children. Don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is our mandate as parents. And if we would just simply do so, we would have less crime amongst our young people. Crime amongst young people in the state of Queensland is out of control. It seems that most people are focusing upon the beaches as opposed to training their children in the way they should go. There is a serious, serious problem. And this 20-year-old brat the other week that his stupid father loaned him his $200,000 Mercedes to go for a drive and killed two innocent people. Then the nutcase fled and showed no sympathy for what he had done. That's shameful. I guarantee you the mother of that 20-year-old kid, that I wish he was here today, I'd give him a good holy spank. Obviously he missed out on it. I'm telling you, his mother is shamed. So parents, I charge you, the rod and reproof give wisdom. A child left in cells will bring his mother to shame. She'll take it more personally. Mothers are a bit more sensitive than fathers. The father will be ashamed, but the mother will crush her. Parents, I charge you, instruct your children. Bring them up in the nurture admonition of the Lord. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 this morning. So training involves instructing. What's involved in instructing? Well, here in Proverbs chapter 4, we have some wonderful insight. The book of Proverbs is given in the context of a father teaching his son. 
instructing his son. The term, my son, my son, my son, is very common within the book of Proverbs. God, who is our Heavenly Father, we, as the sons of God, as we read the Proverbs, should take note that it is as if God, our Heavenly Father, has you and I seated on His lap. And He is teaching us, my son, my son. I'd like for us to note here from Proverbs chapter 4 some key principles on how to instruct others with the Word of God. Some key principles. So we need to take the time and make the effort to instruct our children. You ask the question, where do we begin? Well, parents, we can begin by reading them the Word of God daily. Instructing them through the Bible stories. Invest in an age-appropriate Bible and begin to read to them the Word of God chronologically. From Genesis, Genesis 1 and 2, God's power, God's authority. Read that to them. Then the story about Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 3, how God had some guidelines, God had some rules to obey. Then Genesis 6 to 9, how God will judge sin. Then Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel. We need to please God, not please self. And on and on and on, you begin to instruct your children with the Word of God. And then as your children develop and grow, you provide age-appropriate instruction in specific areas. You fill their mind with the Word of God. You're instructing them. See, training is what we're meant to be doing. But in order to train, you need to instruct. You need to invest time in your children, parents. That 20-year-old brat didn't need the uh, usage of his father's $200,000 Mercedes. He, he needed time. He needed love and attention. He needed instruction. Obviously, he didn't get that. How do we instruct our children? I'm glad you've asked. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. Note the first word. Let's say it together. Here. Here. There it is. Principle number one. How do we instruct our children? We need to train our children to listen. Simple. How do we grow in our Christian walk? That is, God speaks from the word that we are listening. Listen. We instruct by training our children to listen. Train our children to listen to us. So therefore, parents, talk to your children. Talk to your children. Don't talk at them, talk to them. There is a vast difference. Talk to your children. 
and expect a response. Train your children to sit still and listen to you. Read to them. Read to them the Word of God. I trust you young parents that you're reading to your children every day. A portion of the Word of God. Just reading to them. And beyond the Word of God, read them books. Because you are training them to listen to you. You can't instruct if somebody's not listening. <laughs> Basic. Foundational. And that's why it's the first word here in verse 1. Hear ye children. This is a wonderful book on growing up God's way. And young parents, if you don't have a copy of this book, come and see me and I'll give you a copy. The author makes this statement. Even before the baby fully understands what the mother is saying, her voice conveys assurance, interest, concern and love. The baby learns to discern, changing attitudes towards himself from the tone of voice. As the mothers go by, he begins to understand more fully what is being communicated. He comes to realize that the importance of this spoken word and begins to apply it to himself personally. He's also accumulating bits and pieces of information about life and the world around him. See, babies and small children who grow up in an impersonal environment where they are not consistently talked to directly and personally do not learn these vital lessons. They do not learn to listen. They do not learn to listen. Parents, talk to your children. If you want to instruct, talk to them. Not at them, to them daily. I was talking to my little grandson the other day and I was telling him how much uh, I am so looking forward to feeding him solids. I mentioned Subway and I mentioned cheesecake and then I mentioned ricotta cake and he smiled from ear to ear. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. As he held my little uh, fingers and I was just talking to him, he was smiling at me. Listen. Expect a response. And then note then verse number 1, it goes on to read, Hear ye children, the instruction of a father. And note the next word, Attend to no understanding. How do we instruct? There needs to be listening, number 1. Train your children to listen. How do you train your children to listen? Talk to them. Read to them. Sit them on your lap and read to them. Because if they don't learn to listen, they won't learn. And then the word attend here emphasizes the principle that they need to understand your instructions. 
So therefore, you and I as parents need to patiently and clearly explain to them what we are instructing them to do, or what we expect of them. Ask them the question, do you understand? They need to understand. They need to listen. If we are to instruct others, they need to be listening to us. And if they're not understanding what we're saying, then we are not training, we are not instructing. Parents, we need to train our children to respect people, especially adults. Eye contact when spoken to. Acknowledgement when spoken to. We need to instruct our children to respect God's creation. We need to instruct our children to respect property. This is so lacking in many families. A lack of respect for adults by children and lack of respect for property. For example, we sit on a chair. We stand on the floor. We bounce on a trampoline. We sit on a lounge. Get it? Respect for property. We eat at the dining table. We don't eat in the bedroom. We eat sitting down. We don't eat walking and roaming the world. We teach them order and to respect property. Parents, we lead by example. We put shopping trolleys back where they belong. We don't just dump our shopping trolleys once we've done our shopping. That's disrespectful. We put our shopping trolleys back where they should be returned as opposed to dumping them where we've just parked our car. Our children need to be instructed. If they are to be instructed, they need to be trained to listen and they need to understand. And note verse number 2. It goes on to teach here in Proverbs chapter 4. For I give you good doctrine, forsake you not my law. If we are to effectively instruct others, they need to listen, they need to understand, they need to value what they are being taught. You and I as parents need to affirm to them, what I'm teaching you, son, is the Word of God. What I'm teaching you will help you. If you will obey God's Word, You'll be blessed. My son, do you want joy? Do you want peace? Do you want God's blessing upon your life? Do you want direction? This is good doctrine. Listen. Take heed. Help them to value the importance of the teachings of Scripture. When you instruct them, when you instruct them from the Word of God that God is ordered... We see that within the days of creation. 
We need to teach our children the benefits of order, structure, routine in a child's life. Parents, you decide when your child gets up. When they go to sleep. When they eat, what they eat. Oh, Pastor, you're a dictator. Glory to God. They need to be taught, trained. You really think a child has the wisdom to know when is the best time to eat and what to eat? No, you train them, you instruct them. And Lord willing, you are training, instructing them to them to the point they will see at a, a mature stage of life that, oh, it is a profit to eat vegetables. These parents that fix one meal for one child, another meal for another child, another meal for the husband, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's nonsense. You train them. You train them. Provide order, structure, routine. Teach them the value of good doctrine. My son, I'm teaching you from the Word of God and if you will honour God's Word, God will bless you. Help them to value what you're teaching them. Look at verses 3 and 4. These verses talk about expecting obedience. Look at verses 3 and 4. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Here we have the principle of expecting obedience. Expecting obedience. How do we instruct our children? Here, they must listen. They must understand. They need to see the value of what they are being taught. And you need to expect obedience. Expect obedience. Teach them that Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. My son, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's not complicated. We show our love for the Lord and we show our love for mum and dad by obeying and honouring them. Expect obedience. When you instruct them concerning boundaries and our children need boundaries, we have the Ten Commandments there in Exodus chapter 20 that give us boundaries. Your children need boundaries, parents. Are you listening to me? They need boundaries, places that they can go and places that they shouldn't go. Amen. Set boundaries for them, godly boundaries. Don't let them roam wherever and whenever. We never allowed our children to go in any room in the house. 
They weren't allowed to go to mum and dad's uh, bedroom. They don't need to go into mum and dad's bedroom. We had nothing to hide, did we, my dear? Don't think so. But we tried to establish boundaries for our children. This is where you play. This is where you don't go. Oh, but pastor, you might spoil their creativity. That's absolute rubbish. Our children need boundaries, parents. Instruct them. They need boundaries and expect them to honour those boundaries. And some of you parents are struggling with your children right now because you have not set boundaries for them. Expect obedience. Then note there in verse 7, please. Are you still with me? Look at verse 7, it reads, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and all they getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the practical application of truth. That's what wisdom is. It is the practical application of truth, the Word of God. This is the principal thing. Instruct your children that God teaches us that we need it. We need it. It's a necessity. Uh, From verses 7 down to verse number 9, 10, 11, it makes reference to wisdom protecting. Wisdom will advance... Wisdom, verse 9, will bring you and I into favour. Wisdom is the practical application of truth. So we need to, in instructing our children, we need to encourage our children that wisdom is the principal thing and wisdom is the practical application of truth and these are some of the benefits that wisdom will provide if we will practically break down the Word of God and obey God's Word. For example, in the area of friends, parents need to instruct our children concerning their friends. Get involved in whom your children befriend. Help them to discern the kind of friends they need, they should want. Proverbs is full of wisdom concerning friendships. So in instructing, we need to make practical application. We need to expect obedience But also don't lose sight of the fact that in instructing there needs to be warning. Look at verse 13, please. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Look at verse 14. Enter not in the path of the wicked. Go not in the way of evil men. 
Oh, if we had time, we'd read verses 15, 16 and 17. So from verses 13 to 17, we have warning. Beloved, listen to me. Instruction involves warning. Not all positive. Negative is really positive because it's warning. We need to warn our children of dangers that lie ahead. We need to warn our children concerning the importance of filling our lives with godly music, for example. We need to warn our children concerning the possibility of entering into a relationship before marriage that's physical and will lead in immorality. We need to warn them. Instructing is warning. We need to warn them of dangers ahead in each stage of a child's growth. You know what amazes me? All instruction manuals, whether it's for a um, coffee machine or a TV or whatever, (laughs) you read through the instruction manual on how to use this thing, usually at the end there is a section devoted to what? Warning. That's funny, isn't it? You might say, well, a lot of that stuff is obvious, Pastor. Yes, it is, but it's obviously not obvious to everybody. (laughs) That's why it's there. And a lot of the dangers that are around us should be obvious to Bible-believing Christians. But why is it that many of God's people fall into the hole and become a victim of evil? So you and I as parents need to instruct. We need to warn. And then verses 18 to 20, please. Look at this. 18 to 20. Let's read verse 20 for the sake of time. It reads, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Here we have within verses 18 to 20, in fact, all the way down to verse 22, ultimately our children must choose to obey God's wisdom and to reject the foolishness of the world. Teach them, instruct them, and if you and encourage them. If you choose to honour God and obey Him, God will help you to obey his wisdom and the power of his spirit. See, parents, we train, we instruct with the goal of our children standing on their own and them choosing to obey God. But we do all that we can to train, to instruct. And last but not least this morning, look at verse 23, it reads, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. See, the heart of the issue in instructing our children is that we need to train the heart. We need to train and instruct them to obey God's word from their heart. 
in training, instructing our children, we are not after outward conformity, but heart change that results in permanent lifestyle change. See, a child needs to learn to say yes from their heart, do they not? They need to mean it. Yes, Dad. Yes, Mum. Well, how do you know the difference? Well, if you'll spend time with your children, you'll know the difference. You'll know the difference. If you talk to your child every day, you invest time in your child every day, you'll know their yes, Dad, yes, Mum, is from here or just here. And the Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. You need to instruct the heart. We don't want our children just to parrot words. Children are smarter than what you think, aren't they? For those of you that have children. But they're also dumber than what they think. It's a paradox. So you instill wisdom and they'll get to the point that they know how to work the system. That's a dangerous place to be unless you, you and I as parents exercise discernment in instructing our children. And if we spend time with our children, you'll be able to discern. And don't settle for less than obedience that flows from the heart. Because verse 24, 25, 26, 27 if we had time, all of these are an extension of the heart. The heart. See, our children need to be trained up in the way they should go. This involves instructing them. And God, our Heavenly Father, wants to instruct you and I. He instructs in and through the Word. We need to listen. We need to seek to understand. We need to see the value of the Word of God. We need to understand that our Heavenly Father expects obedience. We need to see that the Word of God is practical. And part of instructing, we need to understand there are places within the Scriptures that God warns. God warns for a reason. And yet ultimately I need to choose to obey my Heavenly Father. I need to obey my Heavenly Father from the heart. See, parents, God's Word is wisdom. The practical application of truth. And we need to equip our children for life. They can't lean on us forever. We need to train them, not just raise them. We have an epidemic today. Absolute epidemic 
of children getting to a certain age and they take off. They take off halfway around the world. They move to Dubai to make money and have no consideration of their family, the blessing of family. The average family today has a son here, a daughter there, and so-and-so there, all over the place, all over the shop. Is that how it's meant to be? I can't help but think this is often the result of just raising children as opposed to training and instructing children concerning the value of family. It doesn't mean that we live in one another's pockets. But there's a vast difference between raising and training. If you're just raising your children, don't be surprised your child, as soon as they have the opportunity, they're off, man. That's a crying shame. Parents, I charge you this morning. Parents-to-be, I charge you this morning. And all parents here this morning, I don't care how young, how old your children are, they still need instructing. Amen. My 23-year-old still needs warning. Don't have the mindset, oh, oh, too late now. My child's a teenager. I've done all I can. They'll just have to work it out. That's absolute garbage. When your children become teenagers, they need you more than ever. They need you to instruct them and remind them, I'm your mother. I'm your father. You want to live long? You want to live long? Yes, Dad. You want to live a healthy life? Obey and honour your parents. God said it. Whether they're teens, young adults, parents, instruct your children. Oh, but pastor, it's too late. It's never too late. We all need to be instructed, don't we? And you can work out the boundaries, how far to go, where you can go. You, you, you work it out. A, left, a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. And this is what we see today. Shame. Absolute shame. Parents, I charge you, instruct your children. Let's bow for prayer.